1: That's right. Just keep on breathing. This is Dave Nasani from caregiverdave.com and from the City of Angels in Los Angeles and the Big Apple in New York. Uh, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, as I said, along with my lovely co-host Adrian Gruberg at thecaregiverspace.org, who is yet to arrive, but she's on her way, I'm sure. Coming to you live and on demand 24 7 on 24 global audio and video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, HealthyLife.net, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, MixCloud, Listen Notes, Blueberry, PlayerFM, Podcast.com, VIP Internet Radio, TuneIn.com, Facebook Live, Owl's Tale, YouBook, CastBox, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course, CareGiverDave.com. And we're proud we voted. Number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, as well as the top six best podcasts by com, as well as number three podcast out of thousands of caregiver podcasts on FeetSpot. And we have an exciting show planned for you today, (laughs) Camille Superson, author of Essential Resource Guide for Caregivers. And Camille is an amazing person. Uh, The book she wrote is for caregivers. And caregivers are unknowingly throwing away thousands of dollars, hundreds of hours of their time every single year, trying to find help and assistance for themselves and their loved ones. If this might be you, consider the following. What if all the searching has already been done for you? What if all the websites, contact information, who to call and what to specifically ask for are all located in one convenient place and right at your fingertips? <laughs> what what if you can immediately start saving money with services, products and programs? many of which are free and often difficult to find. And what if you found services you were entitled to that you hadn't even considered? I hate that one. Uh, that <laughs> happens to me all the time. And all if if all of this is possible, with the help of this resource guide that I'm holding in my hands right here, uh, relief is on the way. All you have to do is turn the pages. Camille Superson is an amazing guest. I've had her on the show Four times I think, and I've never had anybody on this <laughs> show four uh, times for God's sakes, two at the most. I said that the third time I had him on, her on. So, but before I get started, I want to take this moment to thank last week's guest, Lauren Gelberg-Goff, is a psychotherapist, author, and speaker, and has become best known for creating the powerful, life-changing program for caregivers, "Take Back Your Life." And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 24 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Welcome to the show, Camille. I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on.
2: Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank
1: you. Well, good. So why don't you take a minute or two and introduce yourself? Uh, I like to ask my guest, just who is Camille Superson and why was she put on this earth?
2: Why was I put on the earth? Well, for now, I'm a major caregiver advocate. And my goal right now is to provide all caregivers with as many resources as possible, especially those that are free or nearly free, that they don't even know exist out there.
1: Wow, that's a good mission in life. So as you know, (laughs) obviously, you've been on my show four different times. And that's because you are such an amazing resource. I, I, I push this book of yours. This is the third version. It just kept, keeps getting it's thicker and thicker version. and thicker. It's
2: the fourth version.
1: Oh, well, I probably met you on the second version then. This is the fourth version. And it just keeps getting better and bigger and thicker and uh, more informative. And I'm telling you, this is an encyclopedia. And anyone out there who has asked those questions that I asked at the beginning of the show... You got to bet- get this book. It's on Amazon, but if you go to Camille's um, website, you can get it uh, with some bonuses, right, Camille? Um, no,
2: right not here. right at the moment. If they go to the website, they will get a free download of
1: Camille. That's okay. called a bonus.
2: <laughs> if you go to her
1: website, you <laughs> will get a bonus, a free download bonus. of of you know how to get started as a caregiver, like a welcome pack or something. Anyway, uh, we'll give some details at the very end of the show. But uh, with the coronavirus, let's just start with that because it's on everybody's mind, Camille. Um, I, I applied for the PPP, the Payroll Protection uh, Plan. And Me too. if caregivers are self employed, and some are because they're working at home because they got fired from their jobs or they quit or whatever, and, and they have no other choice but to start a internet business in the garage they can file for this stuff and so um adrian did you get yours or did you just file
0: not yet
1: i just i filed like less than a week ago and i got it today i originally i originally filed the very first day with wells fargo yes i'm going to mention that bank because they're a terrible bank and they haven't done squat and so my cpa calls me up and says you know Um, We feel bad for a lot of our clients who have large payrolls, which I have a large payroll at the gas station, like 11 or 12 employees. And even at 50% uh, volume, I've had to cut them back. And so um, she says, I have a uh, credit union that owes me a favor, and I'm calling in on it, you know. And I says, well, that's because, you know, you're supposed to get a bank that you're doing business with. So I filled out all the paperwork, and like in four days, they approved it. Is that amazing? So I'm very uh, excited and grateful for that. You can get two and a half times the amount of your payroll or roughly $1,000 per employee times two and a half times. So it's a lot of money, and it helps small small businessmen. The first time all these large corporations got it, like Harvard and um, other big companies, and the president made them feel guilty. So I don't know how they got them in the first place, but they sent it. They sent back the money. So that's good. At least guilt, guilt still works, right, Adrian? Guilt works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> works really good. So um, what do you know? I know this is new, Camille, but what do you know about um, coronavirus and COVID-19 stimulus package? So we were talking before the show. You were saying something about uh, you can file unemployment even if you're still kind of working, and they just cut your hours, right?
2: Right, and with the unemployment right now, anyone who is a business owner, they can also file for unemployment, which was never done before. So Mm -hmm. what's real interesting about that is not only do you receive the unemployment amount in dollars, but up through the 31st of July... Part of the stimulus package is also to include an extra $600 per week into the unemployment check. So Uh they believe that that's coming to a halt the end of July. And in some states, it'll be a week before, like around the 25th. But the Mm -hmm. bottom line is just about everybody qualifies for this. And that's the amazing part because small business owners, any business owners, Uh, self-employed. They didn't qualify ever. So please take advantage of that because that's a real big deal.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Well, that's very interesting, Camille. Um, Now, normally uh, somebody gets 26 weeks of unemployment. Is it more now?
2: Yes. During the coronavirus crisis, it is 30 nine weeks. They added an additional 39 weeks. weeks. Wow. Yeah. And it's going to be into effect until uh, December 31st. So anybody who applies before then, so they're, they're extending that part to the 31st of December. They're adding the $600 a week to the base check through July 31st. And $600. 20- I
1: was going to ask you yeah. about the $600. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, God bless whoever did that because we sure need it, don't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Everyone sure. is employment. You know, we almost have the same uh, unemployment rate um, as the Great Depression, which it was, we believe it not, have the, same. the Great Depression was only 25%. We have 20, but that's not a real number because they don't they don't count the people who stopped looking, right? Exactly. In the olden days, the 25% is everybody, you know, whether you're looking or not. So, yeah, we, we have soup lines. I was looking. Uh, my, my nephew told me he went to um, – where was that? He went to – oh, he tried to get – to buy some donuts. <laughs> and there was a line wrapped around the building that took 36 minutes to – to buy, and they were rationing two donuts per person. And he says, "This is the soup line."
2: But they just <laughs> the line Do lines. you want to know? Do you want to know something? You can right. go day or night to the Dairy Queen, and the Dairy Queen has lines, car lines, probably at least ten deep all the time.
1: Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts does also.
2: There you go. Go figure. <laughs>
1: Okay, what does it mean uh, to file with DES? What does DES stand for?
2: Uh, Department of Economic Security. You're What's gonna that use all about? The, it, well, that is your portal to get your unemployment check to file online because you've got to file online because almost nobody's answering the phones anymore. But and in California, also-
1: they're telling my, my employees to just file unemployment with the Department of, uh, you know, the State Department. Here they call it the EDD. Um, and then somehow uh, the feds will get involved because one of my employees filed for just having her hours cut. And so I got a notice about that saying, um, did you fire her? Did she quit? Did, did... I said, no, right. she's, not. she's still working. And, you know, it's like the form isn't updated and I called my attorney, and he says, "Yeah, they haven't updated the forms. Just tell them that she got uh, her hours cut because of the coronavirus, and then the federal government should kick in the funds." I says, "Yeah, I don't want it to go against my uh, my unemployment insurance account." She says, theoretically, it shouldn't because it's related." A to lot my of life.
2: things, and just I so just so you don't know, trust them. A lot of things are forgiven during this time, and we can go over that in just a bit. But getting back to the um, I just hope they don't
1: sock it to the employers, you know, because there's this perception that employers are rich, you know, but we're not.
2: You know, if you go and just type in the keywords filing for unemployment, it's all going to direct you in general to your local, local being your state. You do it Um,
1: statewide.
2: DES, yeah. You file statewide, and you're going to use the DES both for food stamps and, by the way, Everybody now can qualify for food stamps, just about because if you're not working, you're you're qualified for food stamps.
1: Yeah, I so, saw uh, yeah, Angelina Jolie else, was on the internet uh, talking to the United Nations. I think that was the United Nations. It looked like the uh, the symbol on the podium. She was saying that you know we we need. She's pleading to uh, Congress that uh, they need to. Uh, Give twice as many uh, food stamp recipients food stamps, and and so that's what she was saying. But you're saying it's easier to get food stamps now, anyway. So she doesn't even ask. It
2: is. It is. Yeah. But
1: it's good publicity for her.
2: Yeah, and not only that. I since we're on food, I'll just add this little tip because this tip is vitally important for everybody who's listening. One thing I found out is many people are told that they don't qualify for food stamps because their income is too high. What they don't Mm -hmm. tell you, and there's so many things that the government does not tell you unless you push and push and push, and this is one of them. If you are 60 years old and or if you are disabled at any age Mm -hmm. and if you have any outstanding medical bills, You can apply your medical bills to decrease your income. Really? Yeah, and what's really interesting about this is I helped two seniors and a disabled person here in Arizona when I found out that information. And they were all refused um, food stamps because they made too much money. And just by using their, they didn't offer the information, bills, right? No, no, absolutely did not offer. And it took me three phone calls of persistence trying to get information, and finally somebody shared it with me. So if you are 60 years old, and/or if you're disabled, and you have any outstanding medical bills, and they've told you that you don't qualify for food stamps, or you only qualify for a little bit. Here in Arizona, if you are a single person, the maximum they give a single person is $194. The bottom line is every single one of those people who were refused, they all got the maximum by using their medical bills. So that is a tip that you folks really need to own because nobody's going to tell you that.
1: Well, you just told us, thank you. <laughs> you
2: know, you're providing
1: you're providing a very valuable service. I hope that you're getting paid for this stuff and not just given freebies because you know you gotta pay your bills too.
2: Well thanks. <laughs>
1: I'll,
2: I'll I'll pass the I'll pass the, the, the Well we know the answer around. to that question, don't no we? <laughs>
1: so tell us about mortgages. Uh six months, six months, what does that mean?
2: Yeah. What if we can't uh, pay our line, rent? What
1: if we can't pay our mortgages?
2: And what's going on? Uh, notify the bank where you took out your mortgage and what they're doing. They're doing almost like a forbearance, and they're allocating it in six-month lots. So if you can't pay your mortgage based on this coronavirus and you lost your job and, you know, all of that that everyone is experiencing – you will qualify for not having to pay your mortgage for six months. And then well, will they after want six you to, months. Uh,
1: will they want you to come clean in six months, or will they put it at the end of the loan? Because some, afford- are, some are I complaining they that they wanted it, it in three months. Yeah. You
2: know? yeah. Well, yeah. I, that, I can't answer that question. Well, they should insist, though.
1: I-, I heard that they should just insist that they do, and Congress will get behind that. Just like I've canceled a lot of air airline flights that I was supposed to be traveling to New York, right. and Nashville, and Tampa, and the airline won't give me my money back. They said, no, 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 we're going to give you credit. I said, I don't want credit. I want my money back. They said, well, I'm sorry, that's our policy. And I said, but Congress is talking about and debating right now that you're getting billions of dollars of bailout and that you should right. be giving refunds and not just credits. He says, well, we haven't heard uh, anything from my boss yet? I says, well, I'm just going to dispute it with my credit card company because it's going to happen.
2: No. Well, what's, what's interesting is that this, honestly, this sounds exactly like all the resources that we've shared yeah. so many times here on the show. Unless you push, you don't get. And unless yeah. you ask and keep pushing, nobody's going to tell you. So yeah. Sometimes the credit card companies
1: that, won't. Won't cooperate. They'll say, well, you know, whatever the vendor says. But it, this one was American Express. and he's,
2: well, what American Express will always argue for
1: you. That's why you should have American Express card.
2: <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. Speaking of American Express, I'll also bring in uh, the credit cards. What almost all the credit card companies are doing right now, they are giving you a forgiveness of three months where you don't have to pay Um, a payment if it's a hardship for you, and Uh they will not assess penalties and late fees. However, uh, yes, however, most of them are still accruing interest, which is not a cool thing, with the exception, believe it or not, and you said that, American Express. American Express is also forgiving the interest for three-month periods, and right now it's only at three months. So the mortgage yeah, is just, six months, after six months, and if you're still in trouble and if you're still struggling after six months with your mortgage, then they'll reassess it for another six months. And I don't know if they'll reassess it after that, but there's well, hopefully a, a they'll, a they'll calculate.
1: Hopefully they'll calculate a, um, an affordable monthly payment and not just say, okay, now you got to make it up, uh, add up six monthly payments, minimum monthly payments, which can be a, a lot.
0: So that's good. Everyone. American, uh, go American Express has a different policy because you have to pay to be an American Express yeah, card. but they holder. also
1: have they also have a um uh, a card that you can uh, make payments. Blue. On. They, yeah. Yeah, blue. Yeah, but American Express is great. I mean, they've always been kind yeah. to me. When I was in trouble in two thousand eight, and all the credit card companies took. All of my credit cards away, American Express. Uh, just and I didn't even uh, default on American Express. I kept paying it, and uh-huh. they said, you know, uh, we don't we don't like what we see with your other credit. We're going to take it away temporarily, and they took it away for six months. They gave it back to me when no one else would. So uh, they're a great company.
2: Well, that that is a good thing too, because as far as I could see. They're the only company that's not charging interest during this time.
1: Let's take a break, first of all, and then um, tell me about labs and what that means that they're all covered. So we'll be right back. Don't go away, okay? Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife Charlene since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's My Life Too. Thrive and Stay Alive as a Caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. And we're back with Caregiver Dave on the Caregiver Dave Show with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg, and my lovely guest, Camille (laughs) Superson. And so uh, talk about, Camille, what I mentioned before the break, um, labs. Are you talking about medical labs?
2: Yeah. What all insurances are doing, especially Medicare, and I'm talking about straight Medicare, where a lot of times they don't include a lot of labs unless it's warranted for this, that, and the other. Anything related whatsoever to the coronavirus, whether it's the test kits, whether it's the follow-up, whether it's the antigen antibody test, whatever is related to the coronavirus, they're covering it without worrying about that.
1: Well, that's the least they can do. You mean even if you don't have it, even if you're just concerned and you want it, and somehow someone will give it to you because it's hard to even get someone to give it to you. Then yeah. they will cover it.
2: As far as I could see, that's what I saw. Correct.
1: That's nice, isn't that nice, Adrian?
2: Yes,
0: I had my antibody test on Sunray. Really? Was the
1: did you ever have?
0: Time...
1: Did you ever uh, get infected? We'll
0: find out in oh, a day or that. so. I'll get the email from them letting me know.
1: So. Your governor, was he criticizing? Uh, you never know if he's criticizing or complimenting, but um, about the testing, um, the antibody tests. He's he's doing antibody tests, right? Yes. Are you talking? Oh, okay. Yeah, to Adrian.
0: About Cuomo. Yeah. Uh, so how, yeah.
1: How many antibody tests versus uh, the other, the swab tests uh, is well, he doing? Well, all
0: I know is that they wouldn't give me the swab test. Because they were short on swabs. And unless I had symptoms, there was no reason for me to have that test.
1: Is the antibody test relatively new? Has it been around a while?
0: Well, the antibody test is relatively new. uh, And Roche has just come out with one that's very accurate. Uh, like ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent accurate. Yeah. Um, not all of them are as accurate as the Roche test, and I did not get the Roche test because so he must have got his had hands had on
1: a yet. he must have got his hands on a bunch of them for you to get one. You just well, no, this was, general this population. This was not
0: a Roche test. is this, no. this was somebody else's.
1: The less accurate um, one.
0: So yeah, so I'm so sure. So why did you get
1: one? Because you're elderly.
0: Why, well, I have a pre—I have pre-existing conditions. Elderly? No, I'm over sixty. <laughs> Any,
1: apparently, anyone over sixty. Elderly Well, what's the proper would, name? Seniors.
0: I mean, uh, look, when I was I'm forty-eight, 60 I started. Also, I know you're not elderly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound. But weird,
0: you does, qualify I'm for not certain elderly. things. <laughs>
1: elderly. So the the question is, did you have to ask for it? Like uh, Camille says, did you have to ask for everything? Did you have to ask for it, or did your doctor?
0: No, um, City MD, which is one of these new facilities around town, where uh, it's a walk-in doctor. I'm hmm. sure they've got them all over the country, but um, maybe not City MD called something else, with our with walk-in doctor's offices, and um, the place was empty. We didn't really? have to wait. Yeah, we just had to fill out forms and wait for you know the, next, the doctor to be available and the tech, tech to be available, and yeah. they took our blood, and then a doctor came in.
2: You and listened and to went my together. lungs,
0: and he said, "You know, you wheeze." And I mm. said, "Yes, I know I wheeze, <laughs> and <laughs> I take treatments for that twice a day." So th- then I didn't have to have the swab test. He wasn't worried when he heard what condition I had.
1: Well, glad you got it. He, Let me know the results so when you get. You know it, what uh, they
2: you know what they're doing now as well is they are waving. The requirements, the the stringent requirements in order to have skilled nursing care Because mm. of everything that's happening So if somebody, whether they be elderly or whatever You're going to be able to have skilled nursing care where you wouldn't have qualified before So, so who, needs, who
1: needs skilled nursing care?
2: People that are not able to do things for themselves where they're relying on someone else and right, for their, but not necessarily uh, a
1: nurse. A uh, nurse is where they need to draw blood and stuff like that?
2: Yeah. No, skilled that's nursing,
1: true. I, go I, skilled ahead.
2: Nursing, skilled nursing is just that. You have care generally 24-7, and oftentimes, for example, it's often with seniors but not necessarily only for seniors. For example, when they go in a hospital, let's say they had an operation, then they're allowed after a stroke, whatever, and they go into a hospital. Yeah, Yes, a hospital. Oh, it's a or skilled a- nursing
1: facility. They're not yeah. necessarily yeah. Ta- bringing nurses to your
2: home. Correct, although okay. that is also included point. too, the skilled, yeah. skilled nurses to come to the house too. But the yeah. bottom line is it usually had very stringent black-and-white rules, yeah. and so now well, they're, they're a little so, bit yeah. more flexible just because – of what's going on, and you can't really be mobile.
0: There are so many gray areas now. Yeah.
1: yeah, and not not only skilled nurses are in a skilled nurses facility. There are other people who are probably not skilled nurses or have a nursing uh, credential that do the Attendance, other
0: things. You
2: know? Of course.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So let's talk but about I, veterans
1: I think- when you're done talking about this.
2: Yeah so the bottom line is if you get a no answer like everything I'm talking about yeah. as always you just keep on pushing just like you did Dave you just keep, just keep on, on pushing trucking. and pushing and pushing yeah and eventually I know, 9 and then, times out of 10 you're going to get the care you need
1: Yeah and I don't like to be called pushy cuz you know but I am pushy. <laughs> nobody wants to be you pushy but this is life to and be death pushy in this world
0: <laughs> the squeaky oil, wheel gets when, the oil. That's right.
1: <laughs> I am pushing. Okay, uh, let's talk about veterans' benefits. Where do you want to start? Burial benefits, military funerals. What?
2: Um, we can start anywhere you'd like. Um, that's a good what, let, Let's start. Let's with funerals. Okay. Um, I have found that many veterans don't even know or are aware of all the benefits the free benefits that they're entitled to that's true and and it's it's amazing to me because the benefits are so huge for them and they more often than not include the spouse and minor children as well yep. and a veteran is entitled the ones that are entitled to a military funeral and certain of the benefits that you get in the package, of course, all depends on how long you've been in the service and, you know, right. what your rank is and things of that nature. But there are certain basics that um, veterans are entitled to, and those right. are just a regular basic medical – excuse me, military funeral that would include taps and the flag and, you know, the honorary um, – uh, memorandum from the president And all of those yeah. things And um, again The spouse is almost always Included in I, I can't even I don't think I know Of an exception where a spouse isn't Included and, and what's buried very in, in, a,
1: in a VA uh, cemetery yes, As well
2: yes and the free Headstone etc And what I found Out that was very interesting is Let's pretend that The veteran Didn't get buried in a military cemetery. The spouse is still entitled to go there. Yeah, the spouse. Will they move him?
1: Will they move him or no?
2: Oh, I'm sure they would. Absolutely, I'm sure they would. But the thing that I uh, really want to emphasize here is one of the major setbacks for many that are qualified to receive a military funeral is they don't receive it because they don't have the proper paperwork in place. And I found this out from a friend of mine who is a retired colonel uh, in the Army, 37 years. And this was one of the points he emphasized over and over again. And he said, it's a piece of paper that basically it's called DD by Dog Dog. It's Form 214. And they need to have this piece of paper, which is an honorary discharge paper. And many people don't right. even have that. That's and right. And sometimes, sometimes it takes from three to six months to even yeah. get that paper in your hand. So yeah, many of these people. We yeah. We needed it. So we needed it from my
1: father, and uh, it took uh, some time to get it, but we got yeah.
2: it.
0: My, yeah. My dad had one. We had, we had it. Uh, yeah. It was.
1: He was probably more they organized than mine.
2: <laughs> so what I what I would suggest is for anybody who's listening, basically who has military in their family, get it now and put it in a lockbox or a file or someplace so you have it. Because when you present that to the funeral director, they know what to do and they know everything that is involved. So you have an honorable. Not only yeah. funeral, but you have a very wonderful funeral that they provide for you at no no cost.
1: And make sure you have birth certificates. Now's the time to get them while you're still alive, you know, not well, yeah. you birth certificate. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and it's not only birth certificates. It's also divorce. Marriage. You know, divorce that's things, right. Marriage, marriage and divorce.
1: You get it all yeah, organized.
2: you need all of that. And, and I can vouch for that, too, because when I was caring for my folks... Those I had to get. They were hither and yon, and one of them I had no clue where to get it. So it took me forever. So do it now because these are papers that you need. I mean, they're just absolutely mandatory. And yeah. to be excluded from a military funeral just because you don't have this one piece of paper is crazy. Right. You know. Yeah. My mother and father.
1: My mother and father are both in a national cemetery in uh, in West Hollywood, and it's a beautiful. Uh, cemetery, and the one caveat is you must be cremated uh, in order to uh, get this benefit, which you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you get the headstone, and it's it's a great, great program, and I, I thoroughly recommend it to anybody. And I'd say the most uh, valuable benefit of being uh, uh, military when you're older is, or the spouse of a military is that you will get uh, the ability to go into an assisted living uh, facility Mm -hmm. and it will be paid for completely free, 100%. And even Medicaid does not do that. Now, some Medicaid states are experimenting with, um, like, uh, the assisted waiver program here in California and some other states are doing that too, where they are experimenting with that. Because they're finding that it's cheaper to do that than to just, uh, you know, let the person get worse and worse and and have the caregiver have to go through, you know, the hoops. Because caregivers will actually get paid also for watching uh, loved ones uh, in their home. So do you know anything about that? you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah. With the, the military has always been really good about that huh. in terms of paying the um, – the person who is caring for the veteran and they have always included the spouse in, you know, to be able to get paid, uh, besides right. the adult children. And what is happening right now is all, all of the States now, except one, and I don't know which one does not have it yet. Um, will pay for adult children to take care of their parents. And, uh, Social Security will will also. Year and a half ago, they just started um, with some of the uh, waiver programs. They just started including the spouse in other uh, states, Um, so you don't really have to be military. So that is relatively new. So what I would do is, if if anybody's taking care of anybody, always call and uh, your state and basically ask for a waiver program because usually they're under a waiver program. And um, they can be called different things, but mostly um, it'll be under a waiver program, sometimes a Medicaid waiver program, sometimes an adult waiver program. They're called Mm. different things in different states, but the word you have to remember is waiver because most people... Have no idea, and I'm talking about the people that even work for the government. They have no <laughs> yeah. idea that a waiver too. program. Yeah, they That's have right. no idea that a waiver program exists, let alone you know what it is. And, and they have no
1: idea the funds are limited and first come first serve. So you want to get them yeah. uh, right at January when they get replenished with funds.
2: Yeah, and and that reminds me of something else. At the beginning of January, anybody who needs relief with their medical bills. There are so many charities and different uh, nonprofits out there that you can apply and submit your bills and they will pay your bills. And if they don't pay all of it. And one thing I would highly recommend that everyone does is if you do have outstanding medical bills and you are going through tough times or Limited income or whatever You can negotiate with most places Whether it be a hospital, a lab It doesn't matter, an x-ray department And usually They will consider your case And they will give you something off Sometimes they just Waive the entire thing Especially if you're on certain Of the programs that I've mentioned So that's really important Yeah, getting back to the Veterans Um, I think a lot of people don't realize, everybody kind of knows that uh, the veterans are entitled to a stipend for education, right? But what they don't know, what they don't know is any unused or uh, part of that can also be passed down to a wife or to their children. It's not just limited to the veteran. And I think that is incredible news. And There is also, if you're a veteran, they also have a program where um, your children or anybody really that needs to be tutored. They have that service that is free that they can access and be tutored in any of the subjects that they need to be um, tutored in. So that's a tremendous benefit that people don't realize.
1: We're talking to Dr. Camille S. Superson, author of Essential Resource Guide for Caregivers. This book, this encyclopedia, will save you money, help you to apply for grants, loans, anything you need to uh, survive, and not only survive but to thrive, as I like to say. But we're going to go on a break. But before we do, uh, tell me about aid and attendance and free pro bono relief for those denied benefits.
2: Okay. The military has been notorious, notorious for denying benefits to the veterans. And they're actually taught to basically deny these benefits not only to the veteran itself, but to the veteran's spouse.
1: All all insurance companies, yes.
2: Well, this is really a big deal because one of the biggest benefits, and even to this day, about 78% of the veterans who qualify for this uh, benefit called Aid and Attendance and the people who qualify uh, had to be in the service for at least one day during oh. wartime. And wartime, it took it uh, took them all the way to Desert Storm. So right. anything from Desert Storm previous, you know, World War One to, you know, all those different wars, Vietnam War, they would qualify for this aid and attendance benefit. And, of course, there's stipulations, like with all different benefits. But the bottom line is what happens with this benefit is let's say you don't have enough money to hire a caregiver. Let's say you don't have enough money for your medicine or whatever. I mean, whatever your expenses are, you they give a stipend based on whether you are a single veteran or all the way up to if you are two veterans married. Okay, so single, married. And the amount of the stipend that you receive per month is a minimum of, like, over $1,000 a month, all the way up to about $3,000 that you can use any way you wish, and that is every month. And most of these um, uh, veterans that qualified for this were denied a lot of these benefits. And so they enlisted a class action suit, I don't know maybe about six years ago or so the, one of the first ones. and in the book I, I even put places where you can get pro bono attorneys that do nothing but get money for you when you were denied benefits. And you don't if you're a veteran, you do not have to pay for this service at all. it's all pro bono. and they collected over three billion dollars worth of unpaid benefits. And what's interesting about that is since the book was originally written, you know, X number of years ago, there has been case after case after case of class action Mm -hmm. suits against the VA. So be very aware of this and never, ever take no for an answer, especially in the VA. Because if if you know the questions to ask, you can push. And I try in the book to tell you exactly what to ask for, what programs to ask for, and then again, don't get no for an answer because yeah. more than likely you will qualify for many of these programs. But that's a real big deal. And so the pro bono, definitely take care, um, take advantage of the opportunity because a lot of these people, especially when they've had things like PTSD and things like that, they were forced often to not get any benefits and everything else, or be dishonorably discharged from the service just because they had PTSD. So they were right. very resistant to even mention it. And then, you know, the suicide rate is so high with a lot of these um, ex military So I shouldn't say ex-military, but, you know, the, the our veterans. So the bottom line is take advantage of all these free aspects and definitely consult with a lot of the pro bono attorneys. Because they're there to help you, and, and they do fabulous jobs, and and the amount of money that you will receive, let alone the stress and just cutting through the red tape, you don't have time for that. Have somebody do it who knows wow. what they're doing, who doesn't take no for an answer.
1: Amen, amen. We're going to take a short break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We have more time with Camille. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our Welcome Pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly connect webinars you can get practical actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast you can hear and read other stories about other caregivers experiences plus add your own in our weekly share your story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group you can access essential resources and download practical thrive solutions packs all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver and get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. And we're back with Camille Superson on the Caregiver Dave Show with my lovely co-host Adrian Gruberg. So, Camille, you are a wealth of information, and I just can't believe how much you know. And this didn't just come overnight, right? You've spent years doing this. How did you get all this information?
2: Slowly, slowly, slowly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and the big motivation that I don't know if people have seen me before, but the biggest motivation with all of this, how it happened, because it never was supposed to be a book, it was just evolved, was the fact that I went through hell and back being a caregiver just trying to get any resources, and I had no idea what to ask for the majority of the time, and I was told no more times than I was told yes. And it is unbelievable. And um, I've just learned to be relentless and ruthless almost with dealing with, you know, some of these people. And even posing as a prospective customer client when I would call some of these agencies just to see what they would do with me. It's amazing because I knew the answer before I ever called them. And then just uh, the loops and everything that I would have to go through and the, the lack of information they provided me with is just it, it's heart-wrenching because these people, caregivers, need this information desperately. I mean desperately, and now more than ever, when they're so paranoid and afraid that if they go out and get some food or if they go out and get gasoline, that they're going to bring some bugs into their family. I mean, they are up against so much right now in addition to everything that they went through on a day-to-day basis.
1: Wow. You know, you'd make a good investigative reporter, because yeah. you just I'm know really how to dig, that, and dig and way. dig and yeah. dig.
2: I'm she good would. at that, by the way. I'm really good at that. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you do yeah. that? No, I was just going to say, I think the more that you go through it and then, you know, you push, yeah, sure. push and then finally get answers, you just know that that's almost what you're, you're just, you know, settled to the fact that that's what you're going to yeah. have to do. And, and You become people, pushy like me. <laughs> yeah. You do, and you become relentless because you know that they're either not providing you with the answer that you need, or they don't know. They and a lot of them simply don't even know. You know, just yeah. like when I was taking care of my sister Ignorance. in in, um, in Illinois, I um, she she was you um, went through cancer and chemo, and we needed diapers for her, for example. And I just said, um, you know, because she was going through a lot of side effects. And so I told her nurse, I said, would you please order these, you know? And they said, well, they're not included in her insurance. I said, yeah, I know that, but they're included in the waiver program. And she goes, what's the waiver program, you know? Yeah. So anyway, waiver, remember waiver, because yeah. that's one of waiver. the biggest resources for you.
1: Waiver, like you're so uh, we talked about food stamps and stuff, but uh, you didn't mention about the food pantries that are out there. that are throwing away 40% of food that, you know, either is approaching its stale date or whatever, or restaurants. Uh, to, uh, how do you get free food?
2: It's not even bad food or approaching stale dates. It's the yeah. fact most of the time, especially produce, it's not cute enough. And you know when I say not cute enough, (laughs) if you go to the grocery store, all the bananas are the same size. Everything is exactly the same size, the same fatness, the skinniness, the length, whatever. They're all like little soldiers. And of course, you know, like models. (laughs) Yeah, and things don't grow that way. Things grow (laughs) all different sizes and shapes. And here in Arizona, yeah, they had um, one of the biggest salvage. Conglomerates that they to save the food from going to um, the landfills is something called Market on the Move. And Market on the Move for $10, you can get 60 pounds and more of all this hmm. produce that would literally go into the landfill, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not cute enough. That's the bottom line. And so it's mostly rejected from grocery stores. Uh, Where do we get it? From? Um, well, if you go to foodpantries.org, you will find multiple places. It's divided by state, um, city, and county. So you can actually hone in real close to where you live and see all the different food places that are available. And many of That's them are not, con- are not contingent on income. Many of them awesome. just like the yeah, just like the market on the move here. All you do is you pay your ten dollars and you get all this food. You know? So yeah. So it's there's something in every state. There's just always something in every state. And people just don't know where to look. And they often say, yeah. Well, I don't wanna, you know, take it in somebody else who really needs it more than me. What they don't realize is there so, so much of it, out. it ends up getting thrown out because it's perishable. So, right. yeah, yeah, so don't ever feel that way that you well, don't Well, that's typical that caregiver. Oh, no,
1: give it to the other person. They need it more than me. But you know what? They're throwing it out. So yeah. it's either the dump or you. <laughs>
2: yep.
1: So um, we're, we're running out of time, and I think we have one last thing to talk about, and no one ever talks about them, reverse mortgages. That can really be a blessing to a senior, can't it?
2: It can, but uh, there's pros and cons to it. When, uh, for the senior, yes, because then the senior basically what they use is the, uh, you have to have equity in the home, quite a few equity in order to qualify. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, here's the problem. Let's pretend that a caregiver is a child, an adult child. And let's say that the adult child is taking care of a parent in their home. And many adult children get rid of their houses, are not working a job. They actually live in the home with the parent. When that parent dies, that becomes due. So what what happens is that caregiver can 50-50 chance, depending on how much either money they have or how they set it up, they could be on the street. So that could be a, not a benefit. So you need to really look into it and see what you have. Should a catastrophe strike, like the death of one well, of the parents,
1: the benefit is is that they don't have to pay the mortgage, you know. And so if they move in with their parents, and maybe the parents can't pay the mortgage anymore, maybe you, you know, the child can't afford to pay the mortgage. Let's say they can go ten years without paying mortgage payments. That's a benefit that might outweigh. The risk of when they do die, they're out on the street. So you know, maybe they True, look for reason. But else. like
2: anything, when you just it have comes to weigh to the life. pros and cons. Yeah, right. You do, and have to investigate because you never know. Look at this thing with the coronavirus. People that were alive and well are no longer with us. Many of them. So yeah. you never know. So I I don't know if people want to risk that, especially when they're so stressed out anyway. Right.
1: Well, Camille, you've been an amazing uh, source, resource, and um, tell everybody where they can get the book again.
2: Amazon is a great place to get it, Barnes & Noble, and um, it is a tremendous – if you can't save thousands of dollars every year, something is very, very wrong. Yeah, because there's so Man. many wonderful resources there that you use every day. And a good portion of them is not just for caregivers, it's for everyone. Not just, exactly. Yeah, there's just so many things there from eyewear on down, and taxes, how you can save, just a a plethora of things. Right now during the crisis with coronavirus, the people that are having a real hard time and don't have um, housing and are struggling with housing, the the FEMA um, is helping with emergency shelters to put these people up. And how they're working that is they're working it with um, uh, on 30-day increments. So you get approved for 30 days, and then you come back and you get approved for another 30 days. But at least some of these people that might not have shelter, and here in Arizona, it's in the triple digits. So it can be brutal out there. So. Um, Many of you might know people that are in a catastrophic way with housing, and there's more, but we can cover it another time. But but that I just wanted to say because I don't know what people are going through in terms of the housing crisis. I just know that many people are on the street, many people are homeless, or their rent has gotten so high, and that, again, is for another time that they cannot even continue to afford to live where they're living. So. Right.
1: Yeah, and one last thing is uh, if you are living in your um, parent's home or, or an elderly person's home, uh, try to get them on Medicaid immediately because right. you don't want to wait till the last minute. There's a five-year look-back period, and the sooner you do it, the better. Uh, just you know, take over the bills and have them put the house in your name so that now – they are totally uh, independent of you and their finances, especially if they have Alzheimer's or dementia. So I would just recommend that that happen now, sooner rather than later. Don't wait. Okay?
2: And here's here's a tip on that. Um, to shorten that five-year period, which is now standard in most states, the five-year look-back, is if people purchase pre- Pre planned funerals. Um, Pre planned, yes, yes. And you need to talk to your attorney, and an elder law attorney would know all the ins and outs of that, but they can use that as part of uh, the um, look back period, and it shortens it, and sometimes it's almost immediate, depending Mm -hmm. on that. So I'm just saying that's another alternative.
1: All right. Well, thank you again, Camille, for coming on. You're such a wealth of information. What's your website?
2: StressFreeCaregiver.com.
1: StressFreeCaregiver.com. And Adrian is at uh, thecaregiverspace.org, and I am at caregiverdave.com. And we have free gifts for you at caregiverdave.com. So we will see you next time. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. And bye-bye.
0: Bye.